Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine, broadcasting from the Oilfield Expert Studios. Oilfield Experts, where you get the right products right now. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have an amazing show lined up for you. We're going to be joined in our Houston Aspen Tech studio by Mike Brooks and Ron Beck, who are with Aspen Tech Technologies. But first, before we bring them on, let me tell you about the latest issue of Shale Magazine. The cover is featuring Brad Barron, CEO of New Star. He is an amazing CEO running a somewhat untraditional company. If I would have to say, how would I classify New Star? Dynamic and very, very, very unconventional. It's a story that you don't want to miss. Go ahead and sign up for free to get your digital issue at shale that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com again that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com and with that you can sign up for their newsletters events that they're throwing in your area and also learn more on how to grow your business and take advantage of all their advertising opportunities also like to invite you to join me in houston on february 20th at the lovely beautiful foga the chow on westheimer in houston texas for more information please go to shellmag.com get your tickets now this will be a sold out event and i'd like to ask you to join the fastest growing advocacy group in texas If you support oil and gas, if you work in oil and gas, if you don't work in oil and gas, but you want to sell to oil and gas, this organization is a great organization for you to join. It's free. For more information, go to txenergyadvocates.org. And now it's time to bring on the editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome to this week's show. Hey, it's another beautiful day in Texas. It sure is. We got a lot of things going on. We just finished, of course, listening to the State of the Union. Also, President Trump was unimpeached, if you will. And so I wanted to ask you some questions about President Trump. He delivered a State of the Union speech in Congress. When he talked about energy, he was focused on America's new energy dominance in oil and gas. But my question is, has his policies it really helped move the energy industry in the right direction? And if so, kind of pinpoint specifically some really good areas. Yeah, uh, well, they have. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that in Shale Magazine and on the program from time to time. Uh, there, there's no doubt that public policy makes a big difference um, where the oil and gas industry is concerned. The administration's um, policies uh, towards streamlining regulatory processes right you know one one specific instance of that just happened in january where they finalized the the revised regulation on waters of the united states which was this gigantic power grab from the obama years right to to you know have the epa regulating your swimming pools and your draining drainage ditches and everything else um so they, you know, they scaled that back and then and made it, you know, rationalized it, and made it make sense for for not just the oil business, but but you know everybody else in any other project, including roads and highway improvements. Uh, 
uh, any project that, that turns earth in America, frankly. So that was a big deal. Uh, you know, they've streamlined the process for, for permitting uh, all these new LNG export facilities that are being built along the Texas Gulf Coast and have already been built. They, they've, you know, streamlined the process for the Army Corps of Engineers to get in there and, and dredge the Corpus Christi ship channel, right. which is ongoing now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all these things make a big difference. Pipeline approvals on interstate pipelines have been greatly streamlined. It, it makes a big difference in terms of what the industry can do and, and how much it can get done. And had the election in 2016 gone the other way, we'd have had more and more regulation. So so there's no doubt his policies have made a big difference, and, and he should uh, take credit for it. Exactly. Hey, uh, your opinion. If we had had a president outside of Donald Trump, Democratic president, when the terrorists attacked Saudi Arabia's largest refinery, where would the United States have been in that position, do you think, if we were not energy well, dominant know, the way we are? Actually a really, that's a really valid question because, you know, one of the main planks of President Trump's campaign was to stop getting the United States militarily involved in, in every conflict that takes place in the Middle East and North Africa. And Hillary Clinton, uh, quite frankly, um, had a pretty pretty aggressive record when it comes to getting involved in those things. She was very, very proud of, of you know, the, the action the Obama administration took in Libya, which has turned a, a once prosperous country into a war-torn hellhole mm-hmm. yeah. for the last that decade was, now. Right. What a disaster. Yeah, and, and, and she was very aggressive uh, militarily. She was, um, you know, a, a completely different candidate than President Trump. So I, I, I just think uh, things would have gone a lot differently, frankly. We wouldn't be as energy secure as we are now, Right. which, which is one of the main reasons why the president is able to avoid getting us involved in all those conflicts. So it would have to be something pretty big to draw us into a war an attack in the United States, something like that. And it's really, it should make us all feel a lot better to know that we're not having to do these endless, unnecessary wars because we are energy independent, which is one of the biggest things that we should understand is this has led to us not having to be so reactive, especially in the Middle East. Yep. Let's let's switch gears and stay on politics, but not but change gears just slightly. President Trump was acquitted from the impeachment trial this week. Yay! Hopefully, we can get on with business now. Uh, do you think the acquittal, though, has been important for the overall health of the energy sector? USMCA just got signed was also a factor in the energy sector. So how big do you think this is for the health of the energy sector for him to have been acquitted? Well, it's big. And just like you said, we can hopefully get back to business now. Uh, Hopefully the Congress and and the administration can focus on actually governing the country instead of this constant state of, of uproar and conflict that the Democrats have had us in. For three years, uh, I'm not real optimistic that the Democrats are going to allow that to happen because it's what they're running for in this election. But, but had the president been acquitted, I mean, it, it's not an accident that the stock market is going crazy and that it was up 500 points on the day of the acquittal. Mm-hmm. Had, had the president, had it looked like he was going to be convicted, 
you know, the stock market might be down at 22,000 right. now instead of 29,000. Right. Um, it, it just makes a huge, this is Trump's economy now, regardless of what Nancy Pelosi or anyone else says about it. This is Donald Trump's economy, and the markets know that. And while Mike Pence is a very capable guy, um, markets react uh, very badly to to any kind of upheaval in the government. And, and so uh, those markets impact what the oil industry can do in terms of, of getting financing for its projects. And, and so it, it was very important for the continuity of this boom that we're in. Excellent. The coronavirus, let's switch gears and talk about the outbreak. It was um, yeah. it actually cut crude oil by as much as 30%. So how's this going to impact the energy business? Because I thought, uh, well, first of all, do you think this is long-term? But more importantly, I thought we were going to start seeing quite quickly the $50 billion execution of USMCA. And now that's kind of seems to be shelved for right now while we have this coronavirus going on. Yeah, we've we've had you know it's it's caused a real dip in crude prices. It's it's caused a very significant uh, reduction in China's crude oil demand, and, and China's a pretty large user of crude oil every day. And so, uh, anytime demand goes down, uh, that's bad for crude prices, and, and we've seen that happen. Uh, Citibank this week said they expect. Uh, the coronavirus outbreak to have negative impacts on China's economy through the third quarter of this year, maybe even into the fourth quarter. So, so all these things means uh, you know you're going to have less demand for crude oil, uh, less economic growth in China, and other countries that are being impacted by the virus. Uh, we did have good news late in the week, however, uh, towards uh, you know with optimism about the development of a of a vaccine for it, uh, which really also helped the markets improve uh, late in the week. So, you know, hopefully that vac- vaccine will come about. You have a lot of people dying. It's a lot more people than the Chinese government is willing to report. And that's very sad. And, and, and hopefully uh, all these health officials and agencies can get their arms around this very quickly. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Chinese will allow the United States to help as well. I think that we were able to react a lot differently and quicker. And I think a second set of eyes is always a, a wise thing on anything you're doing, especially if it's really important, like people's lives are on the line. So hopefully, they can get this you know, fixed and figured out quickly and contained. David, that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this week. And I look forward to having you on next week as well. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Did you know Agreco is proud to sponsor In the Oil Patch radio show? Agreco has served Texas oil fields for over 10 years, supporting producers with temporary power to get their product to market. When utility power is not available, Agreco is your reliable alternative. They service everything from pump jacks with a single 200 kilowatt unit to massive gas processing facilities requiring 50 megawatts or more. Agreco is your dedicated engineering partner for diesel and natural gas generators, as well as battery power solutions. Call Agreco today at 1-800-AGRECO. That's 1-800-A-G-G-R-E-K-O. Do you know what artificial intelligence can do for your operation? It's probably time to find out. With Aspen Tech Software, your business can harness the full power of AI to achieve new levels of performance. Aspen Tech's leading-edge solutions are a critical part of the world's largest oil and gas 
chemical, and engineering companies, helping them improve safety, sustainability, reliability. Drawing on decades of industry experience, Aspen Tech is using AI, machine learning, and predictive analytics to help companies digitally optimize the design, operation, and maintenance of their facilities. Find out how Aspen Tech can help you win tomorrow with the technology of today. Learn more at www.aspentech.com forward slash AI. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Pilato, and today we have a great show lined up for you. We're going to be joined by Mike Brooks, Global Director, APM Solutions for Aspen Tech, and Ron Beck, Marketing Strategy Director for Aspen Tech Technologies. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Thanks. Glad to be back. Oh, yes, Ron, you've been here before, so you are a pro at this. So, Welcome back. Uh, Mike, Let's uh, let me start with you real quick. Tell me a little bit about your role at Aspen Tech, specifically Global Director APM Solutions. Well, I came into the company as a result of an acquisition three years ago from a little company called Mtel. And this is all part of a directive started at Aspen Tech about four years ago, looking at the next generation of systems that we're developing for uh, uh, APM. And uh, the part that I look after is called condition-based monitoring. And we're quite new at this and novel in the industry because we've used new technologies called machine learning to empower that. And that fits into a full suite of applications that we provide into the APM space. Wow. Ron, what is uh, Aspen Tech primarily? I I know it's technology, but describe Aspen Tech to us overall. So Aspen Tech is a broad-ranged supplier of uh, engineering, operating, and maintenance solutions to upstream, midstream, downstream oil companies, as well as the mining industry. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. Let's jump into a little bit more specific. Mike, I understand that you are a proponent for using advanced technology to improve asset health and the uptime. So what does that entail, and does the industry face a problem today with the maintenance and uptime? I would imagine technology is changing lightning speed. Technology is changing rapidly, but in spite of the technology changes, uh, all those uh, companies in the oil patch, the number one responsibility they have uh, for productivity and efficiency is to manage what's often called operational excellence. And that comprises a number, th- a number of things. The first three things are about managing the license to operate. That means we want to look after safety so we don't hurt people inside and outside of the company. Right. We Important. want to look after uh, uh, the environment so we don't dirty the place we want to live in. And also, we want to make sure that we don't break law. So we want to manage compliance. Those are the first things. 
Then after that, the three critical things that we need to manage for operational excellence is to manage the uptime of equipment. Because if the equipment can't run, we can't make the profits, we can't make the products. And then after that, it's how much energy do we actually use to do that? And thirdly, after that, it's how much high-value product. And clearly, the most important out of those is managing the uptime. If you can't keep the equipment running, you can't make the products. Well, I would imagine, you know, in this industry, even being down an hour, I mean, we're talking about tons of money. Most people really don't think about how expensive it is to be down. This isn't your car. This is like a piece of equipment that's running an entire refinery or something. Millions and millions of dollars can be lost in a matter of hours with some of these large companies. So what does the technology and product specifically do? Well, you're absolutely right. That's absolutely critical. And the idea behind this is to get the best, most extreme early warnings to let you know that something's impending. It's coming, and you might have a chance to mitigate the consequence of that, to reduce the consequence. Or in some cases, with our technology, you can make that go away altogether. So that early warning allows you to prepare to do the operations, the maintenance, the service safely and under control instead of after a breakdown at the last minute with all the consequences that could accrue from that. You know, our cars, they're smart cars. They have uh, sensors for your tire is low, you need an oil change, there's best practices, but if something goes wrong, it's notifying you before something really bad happens to your car. And I guess in oil and gas, as technology is evolving quickly, that downtime of losing, you know, potentially millions of dollars is is not a, a wise thing that you want to be caught in. When you talk about this, this is like a whole entire, I guess this program can look after the whole entire facility, right? So like, like a, a car where everything is covered and there's sensors in there for everything. Is this as simple as that is? But not really simple, but somewhat simple? Well, it's a good metaphor. Uh, I think there's a couple of things here. One is... We don't want just to turn on the idiot light. We offer prescriptive guidance to let you know explicitly what it is and what you need to do to compensate that, to to service, to repair, or sometimes to change the operation to avoid the problem altogether. That's very important, and that compares to what you're doing with the car, but the prescriptive advice giving you the, the instructions on what to do is very, very important, and we end up being one of the very few companies couldn't even approach this at all. So as an executive myself, do I want to take some capital, invest it into something that for sure is a sure thing down the road, or do I want to wait and we'll just deal with, you know, isolated incidences that are going to happen as a result of not investing wisely in the overall long-term picture? When you have technology that's available, it's almost like going back to, I keep going back to the car. Uh, you know, in the 70s and 80s, it didn't have these sensors in it. You know, when you had, you knew you had a blowout when you had a blowout. <laughs> you knew you, you know, when you were having mechanical problems, it's because your car wasn't starting, your battery. And that's just not the case anymore. With efficiencies right now and it being very competitive, saving money, that's, that's the name of the game right now. If you're going to survive this really tough environment. When we come back from break, it is important for us to talk about capital because companies have got to have access to capital too to be able to make these investments. And is it coming in in the way of having a problem limiting them to be able to have access to capital? So I want to talk about that. We're getting ready for break though. You're listening to in the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Psst. Hey, you. 
Do you want to join the fastest growing oil and gas network in Texas? Ma'am, I'm all for growing my business. So you've got my attention. What is it? Teak is the Texas Energy Advocates Coalition. They hold business mixers to help businesses grow and network. Any cost to join? For the next 90 days, it's completely free. No charge to join. But they do want like-minded individuals to attend who are interested in growing their business and networking. Well, I want to join. Where should I go? Go to shalemag.com slash teak and click on the join link. Enter your information and we'll get you set up. Join the Texas Energy Advocates Coalition at shalemag.com slash teak today. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Mike Brooks, Global Director, APM Solutions with Aspen Tech, and Ron Beck, Marketing Strategist Director for Aspen Tech Technology. Before the break, gentlemen, we were talking about maybe something close to predictive. How predictive can a company be? To me, that sounds like a smart company. They're thinking ahead. They're looking into the future, realizing that there are companies in technology that are going to specialize in this specifically. But let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the oil and gas companies in Texas. I would imagine it's probably all over, though, wherever they're drilling, finding access to capital is getting harder for sure. We see it on Wall Street. It's happening. You know, how better uptime predictions can help them get access to a loss of capital? Well, as I said earlier, the, the better you can manage operational excellence, the better you're going to be able to manage the cash that's coming to you, and the better projections you give forth to those who'd like to give you cash to improve your operations. So the better you do, the earlier you can predict these types of events, then you can take care of them with a lot less operating capital to do that, and that is going to reflect on the ability of capital in the market to go to the places where you'd like to invest it. So one other interesting point on that, that uh, we recently set up a, a working relationship with one of the major insurance companies insuring the oil industry, Aon. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, are really, as an insurer, they're really excited about this ability to predict downtime and things like that. So they've actually offered companies that are investing in this prescriptive maintenance area uh, specifically our technology, the opportunity to get discounts on their insurance because they feel it'll be a more fi- efficient use of capital right. for those companies and so forth. Well, we see it in our health care, our personal health care, right, where uh, in your insurance package you have preventive for the once-a-year routine health care checkup, and it's kind of important to go do that to offset something bad that might be happening within your own body. Why would uh, resources be any different pertaining to trying to get access to capital? 
Mike, I've heard your comments that Aspen Tech builds these uh, packaged applications because I think the listeners are, you know, like this sounds complicated, but not so much. Packaged applications for normal users that are specifically based on data science is what Aspen Tech has created. So the companies don't have to do that. What does all that mean? Well, when we started off uh, this, I've got uh, 24 years in the oil patch working for those operating companies and something came across to me if you want to present something to those companies it's got to be presented in something in the way that fits in with the work processes they already have in place and with the skill sets of the users that they've got so it was important for us to basically abstract almost hide the details of the technology so that the person who i call joe normal the guy who's working there can actually do it without extensive help from data scientists and it's important to understand mm-hmm. an understanding of the domain, the things that machines do and the things that operate in the process is the most important feature of doing any analysis, including machine learning. Machine learning is not a silver bullet. It will find correlations. Some of them are silly. You may have heard that there's a direct correlation between the amount of margarine consumed in the U.S. state of Maine and the divorce rate, 99.26%. Eat more margarine, and you're going to get divorced. We actually put guide rails around the machine learning so it can find causation, not just simple correlations. That makes a big difference to its efficacy. You truly are a Steve Jobs was to Apple. You're kind of the Steve Jobs to Aspen Tech, like this. I wish I could give the listeners a picture of you. You you don't look like the little mad scientist. You are an expert. I mean, you really, all these years, and, and you've put these packages together. In my mind, I think as an executive, I had a discussion with an executive just yesterday. And the discussion was, and we're talking about one of the biggest service companies on the planet. How do you all verify that all your teams coming together, looking at technology and, and a path you're going to go, how do you know that it's the right path? Like, do you double check it somewhere? Do you get a third party company to kind of back that up and re-verify it before you just, you know, shoot that bullet and go? And he says, you know, that's a good question. I can think a couple of times we've lost millions of dollars because we really didn't or, or we wasted time on a project that turned out to not be what we thought it would be. I mean, there's you, there's so many unknowns. I don't know why companies don't look at other companies outsource it of companies that are really truly doing and know their stuff as opposed to hiring 10 people and having them try to reproduce a will that Aspen Tech's already created in, in this area in some ways. To me, it's kind of mind-boggling. When we come back from break, though, I want you to give me some success stories. You're listening to In the Old Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us. 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. We're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today 
is Mike Brooks, Global Director of APM Solutions, and Ron Beck, Marketing Strategist Director for Aspen Tech Technology. Before the break, gentlemen, we were talking about some of the uh, technologies, how these large companies can use the technology that Aspen Tech has created. Give me some wins. Give me some true success stories, if you will. You don't necessarily have to name the companies, but... Do you have any success stories? Oh, sure, example? we've got a number, but I think some that stick out for the oil industry are work that we've done on compressors and pumps, you know, highly critical pieces of equipment. And I remember one large oil company, we went to look at the compressors there. There were three, and every six or eight months or so, one would break down, uh, costing a, a couple of $3 million to actually repair them each time. And we took a look at the data uh, with some of our experts and as a result of that, we were able to find out some things. We found that the equipment was actually failing due to a process called liquid carryover. And this happens, for example, when uh, the, uh, uh, the, the gases are too hot and the volume goes up and they can shear droplets from the separate into the compressor, which can hit the blades and eventually cause pits and imbalance. And then sometime months later, you'll get a catastrophic failure. And we found three reasons by looking at the data uh, for this. One was it was too hot in summertime. In winter it was too cold so the liquid, is, the hydrogen was actually going below the dew point so you're pushing liquid in there and also we're able to see that the operators weren't correctly fulfilling their duties that the knockout pots which collect the liquid were actually filling to the top and then spilling over. This all causes damage in that compressor which is not immediately obvious it's imperceptible, maybe for a couple, three months, then all of a sudden you get a catastrophic failure. So that was a big find that we that we were able to discover there. So we just actually yeah. came off a call as we record this uh, a couple of weeks, I guess, before it'll go on the air. But um, we just uh, sold um, last quarter two very interesting new sectors. So the first is we sold the offshore oil implementation of MTEL, and the other is a wind farm implementation. And so these are both areas, if you think about it, where everything's remote. And so there's a time delay and a resource problem in terms of getting people out to fix things. Mm -hmm. So in the offshore oil, you know, operators, as your listeners will know, they're conservative about changing anything. Cause Why you, fix what isn't broken? Well, uh, and also, you know, we've you always done it set, this way? Yeah, exactly. They've got set processes. Mm -hmm. So when you mess with the processes... Oh, you tinker with one, something gets... Oh, well, and yes. also there's logistics and who's out on the platform and when right. and the schedules. So for them to finally decide, okay, well, yes, we know we have these downtime problems. This is going to help us to stay up longer and get the right people out and schedule. It's mostly a scheduling thing, schedule things at the right times so that I can do all the work at once and therefore I minimize my downtime. I think for an example like this, we may be giving you 40 days notice, 40 days, sometimes more. This is extreme warning. So you've got 40 days to decide what to do to allow you to plan safely, to allow you the logistics, to be able to get the parts and then uh, dispatch them. Wow. I mean, because not only is there the potential to save money, lots of it, but then there's also sometimes when machines go awry, it can also be a dangerous situation and no one wants that either so predictive is also in my opinion a real safety opportunity for them as well to avoid that and then potentially some form of litigation afterwards because something broke down we go one step more than predictive we go to prescriptive 
So when we tell you it's going to fail, we can give you advice on what you can do to change, to stop the damage, or we can tell you it's going to fail anyway, the bearings are square, but this is what you need to be able to do. This is what you need to be able to prepare for, and you've got the time to be able to do it. Both yep. of those are important. Yeah, so Aspen Tech is the MD, the doctor, for oil and gas, if you will. I think we need to coin that, guys. Let's talk about Corpus Christi. They have you know, Corpus Christi from when I was a child I'd visited. They've had refineries there forever, it seems like, and um, they're they're old. A lot of them have been there for years. What is the prescription for an older refinery in the case of Corpus Christi? So I think this is the magic and the solution that we've done. Uh, We've done lots of installations where compressors are 40 and 50 years old. And usually the industries that we've gone into uh, are usually well instrumented enough. But I will give you an example where we looked at one where they only had four signals on a pump. Pressure in, pressure out, fluid temperature, and motor amps. Based on that, we were still able to give them two weeks notice that the motor was going to burn up. On a similar pump on a refinery that had 50 sensors, looking at those signals better and more quality, we're able to give them four months' notice. So we can do a lot with a little, but we can do a lot more if there's more generous application of sensors. Do we see a lot of refineries being built in the United States these days? I would think not. So are the majority of what's online are older refineries that need a makeover, if you will, a facelift? Uh, They need to get in with the times of of technology. Well, but I think uh, that's true. Um, But what you do see going on in, in the Gulf Coast right now is a lot of LNG. Mm-hmm. construction. Um, and those right. are especially fruitful in this area because, you know, talking about the compressors Mike was talking about, they're massive in those cases and the refrigeration systems and they're very tricky and everything is expensive. And we've worked on those LNG compressors with one large oil company and we're able to pinpoint the problem that caused $40 million worth of damage on an LNG train. I mean, I just think about it. I'm like, why would you not invest? It's almost like buying a car because it's just a really good value and it's cheaper that has absolutely none of today's technology. Like everybody drives around and they have their cars and they're talking on their speakerphone. Can you imagine now buying a car that didn't have that? If you're building an LNG plant that doesn't have all the latest technology, you're kind of asking for it in the future. I mean, Sure, it's going to be an expense, but it's an absolute necessity to build it with all of these technologies that are available to them for the future. I think what made it a necessity for our product is when we approached this, we understood technology by itself won't move the needle. You must combine the technology with a methodology that's simple and easy. In other words, what does it take me to build it, to prepare it so it can do the work? And then after that, what's the work process? What do I have to do to respond to it? All three of those are important and are embedded in our product to make it as easy as it can be for normal people to do it. Guys, when we take a break, I want to get back on this topic. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Do you know what artificial intelligence can do for your operation? It's probably time to find out. With Aspen Tech Software, your business can harness the full power of AI to achieve new levels of performance. Aspen Tech's leading-edge solutions are a critical part of the world's largest oil and gas, chemical, and engineering companies, helping them improve safety, sustainability, reliability. Drawing on decades of industry experience, Aspen Tech is using AI machine learning and predictive analytics to help companies digitally optimize the design, operation, and maintenance of their facilities. Find out how Aspen Tech can help you win tomorrow with the technology of today. Learn more at aspentech.com slash AI. 
Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Did you know Agreco is proud to sponsor In the Oil Patch Radio Show? Agreco has served Texas oil fields for over 10 years, supporting producers with temporary power to get their product to market. When utility power is not available, Agreco is your reliable alternative. They service everything from pump jacks with a single 200 kilowatt unit to massive gas processing facilities requiring 50 megawatts or more. Agreco is your dedicated engineering partner for diesel and natural gas generators, as well as battery power solutions. Call Agreco today at 1-800-AGRECO. That's 1-800-A-G-G-R-E-K-O. The Texas Alliance of Energy Producers has a rich and commanding history of fighting for the independent oil and gas industry. The Texas Alliance became a statewide organization in 2000 with the merger of two of the oldest oil and gas associations in the nation, the North Texas Oil and Gas Association and the West Central Texas Oil and Gas Association. Today, with more than 2,600 members, the Texas Alliance is the largest statewide association in the country serving independent energy producers and associated industries. Through our efforts in Washington, D.C. and Austin, the Texas Alliance is focused on a better business climate for you. The Texas Alliance has a staff consisting of highly experienced senior staff and supporting consultants serving our membership. Offices are located in Austin and Wichita Falls. Become a member today by visiting texasalliance.org or email us texasalliance at texasalliance.org. Remember this name, Oilfield Experts, to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Oilfield Experts' specialty is those hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, and we've been providing those parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us for the right part right now. Write down this number, Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210 210- 471-1923 and visit us on the web at theoilfieldexperts.com. We're back. You're listening to in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today, Mike Brooks, Global Director of APM Solutions, and Ron Beck, Marketing Strategy Director for Aspen Tech Technology. Before the break, we were kind of talking about these new LNG plants, how they're coming online, and how important it is to have a set plan, if you will, on how to build it for the future and using the technology, especially something like what Aspen Tech has already created. Ron, you were gonna jump in here. I'd like for you to comment on this as well. Well, um, yeah, I think that what you touched on and introduced um, is actually a great topic for a whole another discussion someday, but it's a, it's a challenge the industry faces. Everybody needs, the executives need to think about this, that like you said, when you build these things and they're buying it, everybody wants the capital to be as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, but then when it comes time to operate it, the people who are operating is, are looking for, well, my management team says everything needs to be digitalized and I should be looking at all this data. And then it's, where is the data? Well, when we bought the plant, we we didn't really ask for it in a proper way. So I think that interface between the contractors who have to supply the data and the operators who have to run it, and then the need for partnership between the different parts of the industry there. We're in a time in an era where technology is coming on so fast and things are developing so quickly. It is very hard to stay in front of everything unless this is what you specifically do, right? If I manage an HR company, 
that's kind of what I do. How would I keep an eye on the latest changes that Google or Amazon is doing when it's not necessarily what I do for a living? It's a very hard thing to stay on top of. And I've heard that many companies are hiring data scientists that are doing these analysis internally, taking back to the conversation I had yesterday with the major service company. How do you know you're staying on target? It seems like this is all upside, but what are the downsides to them hiring data scientists to do all this analysis? Well, I think it's goodness that we get the data scientists involved. And it's good for a company to do that. And it's useful to chase after the new technology in the short term. In the longer term, companies like ourselves actually build products to do that. There's a lot of advantage in the product Mm -hmm. because we cover many industries. It's quality assured. It's tested. Whereas a company doing it internally, and I have experience of this, Every time it's a new project, you go to another, it's a new project and you end up building less agility, more fragility into the end results. Where when you're doing product, you're considering a lot more. You've got a total QA process that you have to go through. And we've built in all those things to manage the methodology and the work process, which if you're just deploying a technology, you have to work out how you do those things yourself. So the big advantage in buying products that are designed to fit that use case rather than the data scientists. The other thing is the data scientists cannot do it by themselves. You have to have the data context, that domain knowledge, an understanding of how the machines actually operate and how the process operates and what the interaction looks like. That's absolutely key to being able to solve the problem. And Aspen Tech has been in this business of the process and domain for almost 40 years now. It seems very complicated. It's fast moving. It's extremely complicated and technical. And somehow or another, person who's never worked in the oil and gas industry in her life, that would be me, I'm even understanding this. So it's a no-brainer. I've also heard that you need more than just data science to be effective. So tell me what more is needed. Yeah, so I, I think this was really critical in the early days of developing the product to understand. And I remember it's 2011 or 2012 when I was presented with this opportunity. I looked at it and I said, look, I've read that we're going to need 200,000 more data scientists by the year 2020. Well, we're here. And I said at the time, there aren't enough kids in school to fill those places. And I made the proclamation, if you think that's the way the problem's going to solve, get solved. I'm telling you now, it will not get solved. So it's very important to us to make sure that technology is accessible to normal people. They get all the full advantage of the technology without having to be directly trained into that experience and that skill set. So we're going to need more data scientists to analyze the data. If you have a technology out there that can crunch all this together and maybe you don't need as many data scientists, aren't you also being efficient as just an overall company because you have less HR, payroll and departments that the system can do more internally in in crunching the data and, and looking and analyzing things? Precisely. We want to give the tools to the people who are already there, who Mm -hmm. understand what's going on, and then they can use these advanced tools without being the absolute experts in those tools. Yeah, and so just to sort of put it all together, I mean, the uh, what Aspen Tech is doing as a whole is we're actually embedding AI 
in all of the products we make that run brilliant. across the whole value chain. That's brilliant. And that way, all the people who already know how to use all those applications, whether mm -hmm. they be, you know, oil field mo modeling, whether it be refinery planning, whether it be risk analysis, embed the AI into those so the people who are already trained can evolve in their jobs and will still be valuable, added value people who are helping optimize those businesses even to a higher level. Exactly. To me, it's an investment in efficiency that will last years and years and years into the future. There's one more thing. In these products, we've made sure that these are self-learning products, so they re retain the knowledge. We have the, the, the guys with white hair and no hair are leaving the company and taking the experience with them. We want to embed The great that crew change. Products. The crew change, yes, exactly. Yeah, because how can you replace 20 years of knowledge and experience? And so this is like smart technology that can evolve and develop and learn itself, too. You guys, thank you so much for coming in and enlightening me and our listeners to what you guys are doing. You know, it makes me feel good to see that you, a great company is actually helping the energy industry stay ahead. We need more technology like this to help, not just on efficiency, but safety, and just overall a better, well-run industry. Thank you, guys. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.